All right, we live. What up, party people? What's going on, player? Kate Davis, the hitman in the building. Lot to talk about today, man. Yeah. Go sit where comfortable. This is yeah. Landover Legend Studios presents Artist extraordinaire, um, New York born and raised, uh, from South mm-hmm. Bronx, right? That's right, South Boogie Bronx. Stand up, let's go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> what, well, uh, what year you come out of school? Oh man, Whew. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you, at least, uh, probably like 95, 94, 94, 95, around that. Okay, okay, a few years before myself, man. Well. I just want to say I appreciate you for joining me today on the I Can't Make This Up podcast on this uh, live edition. You dig? Yeah, I thank you for this, man. Too. This, this came out the blue, and I'm like, let's do it. You know? For sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and, uh, you know what I'm saying, give them a little insight about you and, uh, you know what I'm saying, about your uh, artistry. My name is Kay Davis, the hitman, y'all, formerly known as Manson Bates. I've been a recorder artist for over 25, 26 years. You know, I've been signed to multiple labels. I'm known for writing with my uncle, Dougie Fresh. I wrote a couple of hits with him, the play album. And I'm an independent, established artist who's grinding hard slash actor. I got three movies under my belt. Independent movies, you know, big major joints. I'm not going to sit here in front. There's some independent joints that's nice, well done. And um, I'm here for the, I'm a people's person, man. I'm here for the people. And I'm here to set things straight with the world, you know, get everybody back in order where they belong, belong to be. You know what I mean? Okay. So you was a family influence when it came to making music. Oh, yeah. Very heavily, heavily influenced. You know, um, Doug was the money maker. He was the man since the 80s. You know how Doug Fresh was. Then my grandmother, you know, she did a little, a little bit of uh, playing herself and Pops is, you know, joking around with it. It's like the whole family had did something that made sense in the industry of, of music. If it was tap dancing or piano playing, it was something. Even if it was humming through the house, she was doing something that was musical, you know? Okay. So you actually, uh, you are part of a long lineage of entertainers when it comes to some type of, you know, musical or, uh, you know, instrument uh, genre. Yeah, very much. It's in my, it's in my soul. You know, I wake up thinking about this every day. Like, no matter, it's like this, my brother. Like, I tell people, you can't put age on music. If you put age on music, we won't have music anymore. You know, music comes from within. It comes from the soul. As long as you can create it and make it, all thing people got to do is enjoy it. No matter who makes it, how old they are, how young they are, just enjoy what what what, what comes from the heart. You know, and um, that's what I'm here to bring back: the enjoyment of music, the creativity part that we're missing. Yeah, I, uh, I watched a couple of your videos, man. It looked like you be having hella fun. 
Yeah. Dancing around like James Brown. <laughs> Dancing like James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what's up. So uh what was like uh one of the uh the first things you did talent wise when it came to music? Was it or or was it acting first? It was it was uh music first. Um damn. Me and my man formed a group called Dope and Death and we had the mic hanging from the ceiling. We were sneaking around. We just, you know, had, his uncle gave us the, the cassette radio with one cassette head, one cassette there, we recording on, on the beat. And I, we were doing that. And then um, a little bit of talent shows. The acting came when I had to lie to my grandmother while my eyes were red. So, you know, I'm lying. And, you know, so that, <laughs> I didn't want to get beat with that, that, uh, that iron straightening comb. So I caught acting from that, just being somebody else. And it was fun, you know. Okay. Yeah. So how mm-hmm. wild was it coming up in New York at, at around that time? It was wild. We had the Bronx with the Spanish people and Brooklyn with the Haitians and the Jamaicans and Queens with the Jamaicans and Staten Island was over there. So they was angry because they was in the middle of the water by themselves. They were mad. You know, and then you had the Italians and Mitch. It, it was it was more so um, organized gangs. It wasn't like Cali where they just bang you out. These was like suited guys. You don't even know they're coming for you. They're coming in there with suits on and it was more of the mob back in the days and then um as it went on it went to like the the zulu nation and and, and the peacemakers and you know the, the hell raisers and i'm saying i'm telling my age the hell raisers and um you know <laughs> old school gangs you know the warriors the movie warriors that's how the bronx was just like that okay mm-hmm. yeah that was a. Uh... That was a crazy one, man, and they was just trying to get home, and they had to go through all that shit just to just to make what? it back to their side it's of town. You feel me? How you missing trains and you're ducking and hiding? It was crazy. That, they should bring that movie back, and that, that's a good remake. The Warriors. If yeah. you want to remake a classic like that, you got to do it the right way. You can't just, you know, what I'm saying, you can't just uh, put paper to pen. You got to actually put some thought behind it. It's been a lot mm-hmm. of remakes, in my opinion. That was okay, but mm-hmm. I guess due to like nostalgia in my mind, it'll never live up. You know what I'm saying? But if you mm-hmm. redid it and it came out perfect, like mm-hmm. uh, for instance, um, the eighteen. I ain't saying yeah. it came out perfect, but it was it was pretty close. It was close, pretty close. They did a good job on that. You know what? You know what else too? Not to be off for off for off for off for the action movies, but. They got the cartoon movies kind of right too. That Tom and Jerry thing was kind of good there. That Tom and Jerry was kind of good. Yeah. The smirk. That's when 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 it went when the movie could be directly how we know of it. That's mm-hmm. what I Man, uh you you got me thinking about all these new Pixar movies that came out. The the mm-hmm. new generation, they got some funny uh funny movies with adult humor like you know mm-hmm. even toy story it was funny back when it first came out that was like the first cgi movie if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. but they it always had that adult humor in it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they had a the little love story going with the with the cowboy and, and, and the girl yeah it, it definitely was but you know something that i want to bring up to it is important mm-hmm. people people are complaining about the music and the way the industry is in taking the music, you know, you got the uh, not to bring it up that fast, but it's on my mind, the LGB community and how they give it and take. And I feel like I don't want nobody to bash me behind this, but I don't see nothing wrong with them, with their community or nothing wrong with them doing what they're doing, or how they live and how they live. Yeah, I want to I just want to say that on record because 
I, I don't I feel bad for them, man. You know, if you want to be that way, just be that way. Why do people gotta have an opinion about what they want to be and who they want to be with? They're human, they breathing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that when people are so traditional and they only see life one way, they don't understand anything outside of it. And it makes them ignorant, but it, it doesn't really put blame on, you know what I'm saying, their justification behind their thoughts. You know what I'm right. saying? Because, like, I always have conversations with people when they, uh, you know, misinterpret someone's ways of life. And I'm just like, okay, um, you're saying this because that's what you were told. But do you actually know this about this particular person or, like, let's say religion, for instance? You know what I'm saying? Not to get too deep on that. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, people have a problem with anybody outside of their faith, you know, like, especially mm-hmm. Christians, right? So. Right, right. You know, it's like you can you can sit there and say what you want about the next person, but how are you judging somebody who who has faith just like you? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah, do you do you research and you know get an understanding before you just assume on what you see on TV? How the saying goes, believe none of what you see and half of what you hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that and that's a good strong point because you got Baptists, you got you got Christianity, you got Muslim, and you got people that just believe in other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, you got the other stuff people, the the um the <laughs> atheists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they believe in if I burn this, it's gonna it's gonna do something for me. You know, or, or if um if I believe in this 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 this, this, this uh, wallpaper, you know, you got people that believe in stupid things. Not saying they're stupid, but they go get certain things to make their the thing that think is gonna help them create better or be make their career go faster than where they were normally supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And I believe that some Baptists and some pastors ain't right. And I'm not trying to get on the uh the um community of the church people, but some of them ain't right. Some of them are so grimy and 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 infectious. How why would I believe you? Why would I praise something that you're telling me when you're you're just reading out of a book? We don't know who wrote that book. Do you? I mean, seriously, we don't know who wrote that book. We just going by what it says. Show me the real book. I mean, the show me the scroll. Let me read the scroll. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that book that been wrote wrote over so many times. It's like you done turned it into a a, a, a daytime storybook. Now it's like, and I believe in the Lord. And this is nothing against God because God woke us both up this morning, but. People that got their hands on it turned it around and made it into something that was more like it's like a drama now. I, you know, if you can make a movie out of that book, then it's not. I, I don't want to pray to that. You get what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I, I, I believe in the Bible. The Bible's in my pocket, the real Bible. But when you look at the King James, this one, that one, this one, that one, and they make it long movies about it, are we supposed to pray to that movie too? Have you ever thought about that one? Yeah, I don't I don't really know people who pray to movies, but right. people people pray to I'm going to say pray to stories. People can uphold a story or something that was mentioned in it to like a high regard. And mm-hmm. when people of like a uh you know, of of a strong faith hear that, they look at that as blasphemy. You know what I'm saying? But it's right. like if something gives you inspiration or hope, or some type of resonance within you 
and it's not harming the next person, why would you shut mm-hmm. somebody down for using that as a, you know what I'm saying, a, a source of information or inspiration? Like it doesn't make sense. Point. You made a value, you made a valuable point right now. And, and, and I kind of set that question up because I, I wanted to see what you was going to say. Cause the way I was thinking was the way this world is running right now with the COVID, the made up COVID, we know that the, we know that that's made up now. Come on. I was in the military for a little while. Mm-hmm. Not really in it, but I was, you know, practicing it. And, and I didn't see some things when I was around that situation that remind me of this. They create things to control the massive amount of people. And, you know, you don't got a mask on. You don't got your COVID card. You can't come in. So it's like they know who's who now. Now they can separate us. And that's what that's the big thing that, that's going on with everything. That they, the film industry, you got to be a certain look. You know, um, the hip hop game got to be a certain amount of feminine. The feminine, feminine part got to be more now, and you got to have a purse. You got to be a rough dude. Like we mean, you look, you look tough. We like you throw hands and you knock somebody down. But then they want to put a purse on your shoulder. Hey, put this purse on and put these uh these shoe boots on and go out there and rap. Now you less than a man because you got to you holding a purse like a woman and you're walking with your hand to the side and then you're gonna make millions. So you coming like we are. Man, I, I had this discussion a while back with a, a few good people I know. Mm-hmm. And it tripped me out when when Wayne started rocking that rock star look when he had like mm-hmm. them tight ass mm-hmm. leopard pants on and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And people started dressing just like him, right? But like- then when you see him in like a hood to hood DVD or in the interview, he in some regular clothes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So people People don't have their own mind, like especially uh, very influential teens or, you know, kids in their early 20s. You know what I'm saying? Like they just focus on what they see. They don't think about, you know, what this person is actually thinking, because he went on that stage like this is going to get me 20 million dollars. I don't care what you say. That's right. I don't care and what you say. In- instead of having your own mind and, you know, what I'm saying actually having your own identity, you know, more like it. Right. They right. just copy what they see and they don't they I guess they don't have the right upbringing or whatever to, you know, give them the insight to be your own individual. You know what I'm saying? Stop being the sheep in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And that and you made a point, you made a point that I'm gonna touch on as well. Identity is a big, big, big loss in this era of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Nobody don't know who they are. They run around here looking crazy. Nobody combing their hair. Nobody looking decent. Um, they wearing women's clothes now. They wearing women's clothes like faithfully wearing it. Jeans so tight. I'm like, damn. We get we painted them on, and it's like to see a man look like a, a dress like a woman, and to see that the industry that I love, I, the culture I grew up on, the b boys, the b boys and breakdancing, mm-hmm. that was hip hop. Where did it go? And I felt like. When we're not going to call no names, we're going to be respectful. When that person, the man, you know what I'm talking about, the man, when they got their hands on the culture, they transformed it to what they wanted to do. Like they did the light bulb, um, the toilet seat, what was invented by blacks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Blacks invented the light bulb, the toilet seat, the, the, um, the um, can opener was invented by blacks. You know, the cup, blacks, flower was made by blacks. 
they just took it over and put their name on it and just added some more stuff to it to meet it theirs. And that's what's going on with this 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 this, this hip hop thing that we got going on. It became everybody could do it now, so it's not special no more. Back in our days, we had Rod Kim, Big Daddy Kane, Bismarck. We had a handful of artists, and they came out of from New York or California. So when you saw them, you was happy, like, oh, here they go. Oh, we want to do the record store to buy the vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Y'all start waiting to get the vinyl signed. And you was excited. Now it's like Grandma Joe got a record out. Um, Homeboy up the block made a, a corny record. He, he, got a, he got a million views on YouTube. Everybody's a star. Like, you can't hold too many stars in the sky. It's not special. It's, then they, they turn it into a corporation of business where it's like, Slavery, they was picking cotton. We had a handful of people that picked cotton. So we saw a slave. Yeah, I want that slave. Everybody became a slave. So now everybody is a slave to the rhythm, you know, which is I could just put this on YouTube and I could be a star tomorrow. And it's like, you don't even know, I don't even know who's who right now. I don't even know who, what rappers who. Everybody's little, 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 little. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got five babies out, five of them. Like, you know, everybody got the same dread. They rap the same, the same slow beat, the same dance. Everything is just the same. And it's like, if we don't stop or just evolve to another level, this culture that we know is going to be just like everything else. It's going to go into the hands of them and become what they made. And then now they determine who is going to be the celebrity. That's why they got Little Nas X as a celebrity, and he got a video where he's in prison, butt naked in the shower, dancing, swinging, dangling. You know what I mean? And you making the people in prison like, yo, we doing a hard time here. You making you making a mockery of this, and you getting rich. You got pink jumpsuits in the video, and I'm not knocking them. Do what you got to do, brother. I'm, I'm happy for your success. I'm glad you got your family out the ghetto, but don't make a mockery of something when people doing a hard time. You know what I mean? Time, they sitting like, damn, we in here getting cut. I mean, I'm scared. I can't even go to sleep tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to get cut in my face or go in the yard and get dead. But you in there swinging. You seen the video? No, nah, I ain't see it. I heard about it, though. You need to watch that video slowly. And when you watch that video, you're going to say, Kareem won't lie. You're going you're gonna to think about, like, if you got anybody that's in prison or that did some jail time or if you, you got locked up for, for something, you're gonna be like, damn, I was in there going through it. You're making it seem like it's not, you're going in and have a booty fest, a men's booty fest. The dude, the dude came out, he came out that way. So he came out with the older guy. When I saw him in the car with the older guy, I said, okay, I know what that's about. Let me shut up before they just dead my career. I know what that's about. You see what? me? Huh? Yeah, I, um, me, I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't give like all that clickbait uh, too much attention. You know what I'm saying? Because right. Right. that's all it is. A lot of that stuff is an attention grab. Like mm-hmm. I understand um, the detriment that people who you know serving time actually in prison and not just sitting in jail. I know, right. you know what I'm saying? Because I have folks who yeah, did their time, and I mean lost 20 years of their life you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's not it like you know what i'm saying it's not like you see on tv on these videos and stuff like that no. but it's it's a catch-22 when it comes to you know uh when it comes to people out here trying to 
um, use uh, social media as a form of, you know, monetization, right? So Mm -hmm. if this is an option for them to take care of their family or whatever, you know, me personally, I'm like, who am I to stop you from getting your money? But, But it's my choice whether I'm going to, you know, respond uh, like everyone else or have somebody that, you know, I care for retain all the visuals that they putting out there. So, you know, we as men should take accountability for the people that we raise and or the people we have around us and explain mm-hmm. to them, hey, you know what I'm saying? Don't just assume what you see on TV is the gospel. Don't just assume that this is your only option and don't just assume that this is uh, just because you admire this person doesn't mean you got to follow in their footsteps. You know, be mm-hmm. informed, make your own decision and get an understanding. You know, they always they say um, never meet your idols because if they turn out to uh, be assholes, it'll ruin that image of them forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at it like that, at least in my opinion. I mean, you're correct. You're, you're definitely, I mean, I can't debate that. I can add on to it. But I love what you just said because it definitely hit it hit strong, hit hard, you know. But my only concern I had with it was we got young men growing up from, from, from the womb, five, six, seven-year-old young men that look at these videos and take from it. They sponges. So if they see this little dude, and I once again, I, I'm not knocking him. He can do what he wants. He can be the gayest he wants. I respect you, brother. Do your thing. Make your money. I'm not knocking him. But it's principle of you showing the young men that's trying to grow up to be young black men. Okay, it's cool to be this 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 woman man, woman, you know. And I think that by them televising it, you push the envelope too far with it. That's all I'm saying. You you pushed it too far. With it. You got them out there when you went butt naked in the shower with a bunch of dudes swinging around in the shower with each other. And you got men kissing men on live award shows. This little young boy is kissing a grown man in the mouth. And he liked it. He kissing it like I kissed, like I kissed my lady. He liked it like that. On an award show, live TV. When have you ever seen that done with blacks on live TV? You've seen them white folks do it, but now they got us doing it. So now the younger generation is going to be like, yo, I think it's cool for me to kiss my cousin in the mouth. Because he saw his favorite artists do it. So your favorite artist is doing it. All the young guys going to grow up like that artist. I mean, I don't know. I know you got, you got kids. I don't, you got kids? No, nah, no kids. Okay, so now, you know, you're going to think, now you're going to think think inside the box now, not outside. Think inside. Think if you had four, four, two, two or three sons and look up to you, you're the man, that's your sons. And they watching this young boy that's 17, 18, superstar, but he's gay, kissing everything and running around here. Do you want your sons to become that? Or would you want your sons to, you know, to say, okay, that's just entertainment? Right? I, I mean, me personally, me having kids, um, they're going to walk in my, my footsteps, but at the same time, they're also going to be individuals. Right. So, I, you know, me, me raising my kids, they're not mm-hmm. going to just be uh, raised by TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. If anything... Right they'll be able to, to spot the difference between someone who, who's actually, uh, you know, living a certain lifestyle and someone who's mm-hmm. doing it for the money. You know what I'm saying? You're a smart man. You're a smart man. You just, 
You'll see if I if I can get if I can make twenty clones of you, hmm. we 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 get somewhere in the world. What you said was right because some of these parents they put their kids in front of the TV. They they're not home. They young parents. They go out. They run the streets and their kids are. I, I seen a little young girl that was six years old and in the stores, she was singing Megan Thee Stallion record and she was doing everything Megan did in the video. Six years old, twerking, doing it down the ground, everything. Probably had a pamper on still. I said, God damn, that's crazy. So what I'm saying is like the TV is, is, is television, is, is making the vision of the world turn into what they want. So what I'm here to do is, as a recording artist, I'm here to bring back the fun in the game, the fun. Bring back going to the party and just dancing around with the chicken and going home. You ain't got to sleep with her. You know, bring back that real hip-hop culture, but still don't go too far away from what, them, what they're doing now. I'm going to keep it like probably two inches close. You know, somebody got to make a difference because I'm, I listen to rap right now. I'm not learning nothing. Only thing I know how to do is go, go get me a, a, a box of Percocets Go drink some cough syrup and go out there and just gangbang. All I know that all I know how to do. Okay, so who are some of the artists uh, artists that influence you, and also who are some of the artists that you like nowadays outside of the ones you just described? Like, who are some of the lyricists I should say that you mm. you know think are good? Well, my first lyricist was Special Ed because he was smooth. I like Karis one because he taught me things I didn't know. Um, Tupac is my all-time great pop, you know. Um, Red Man because his delivery and Method Man. Mm-hmm. Two more. Doug, my uncle Doug, Dougie Fresh because he was an entertainer. He reminded me of a rapping James Brown, dancing around and all that crazy shit. And Slick Rick for his storytelling. His story was so vivid, like I closed my eyes and see it. This generation, I like um, Lil Boosie. If he's still okay. in this, I don't know if he did this. I like Lil Boosie. Um, I like NBA Young Boy. I love A Boogie with the hoodie. That dude is, yeah, him. Um, Montana 3000, one of my favorites. Uh, damn, I mean, it's just a lot, man. You know, um, Kendrick Lamar is his all time favorite. Drake. Okay. Drake is Drake make you mellow, and he like, you could just vibe to him. Meat Mills, I like meat. And um Kodak Black. I'm sorry to say, because he Kodak Black is like a flavor flavor of this generation. Like <laughs> you, know, you know, he's like a flavor, man. He's funny, he's hard and funny at the same time. He's like he's entertaining. I could just sit there and watch him. I could just look at him walk through the mall. Like, look at this dude. So what are you gonna do next? Kick that garbage can over something? You know, it's like it's entertaining and I respect his craft because he came, went to jail, came home and still got right back into it. And um, I like all the little young artists, man. I think they're good. I think they just need more direction. And and like the baby, I wish I could talk to him and say, listen, brother, you got the world in your hands. There's no reason for you to go any more further than you need to go as of your opinion. Because the baby don't really care about what you say. Because he said, I ain't going to front. The baby wasn't wrong for saying what he said. He That's his opinion. It's freedom of speech. So big up to the baby. You wasn't wrong. But to them, you was wrong. And that's what I was trying to explain earlier. Like, the things we do, if it ain't fitting what they want it to be, then we're going to get crucified the bad way. Oh, he said he hate gay people. He never said that. But they made it seem like he did. 
he just felt like you pushing it too much. You got this dude out there too much doing too much. And you now and now now in order for you to be a rap star, you it's, it's like who's the gayest? And there's nothing wrong with that. If you gay, you gay. You know what I mean, I got cousins and you know family members that, that that's like that, and I, I hang out with them all the time. They fun to be with. As a matter of fact, they mad fun to be with. If you look at it, they fun. Mm-hmm. But the industry is the industry is, is going to stop accepting straight men, and they're going they're going you got to have some kind of femininity. So this era I like the artists I mentioned. The other era the artists I mentioned is who I like. Yeah, a couple of more, you know, Camp Low. Um, rapping okay. is fundamental, my nigga Jazzo. You know, I go okay. back with more. I go back like rapping the heart and, and Soul Sonic Four. I mean, I go to uh, Disco Four plus one more. Um, um, big up to Cold Crush Brothers, Easy AD, Grandmaster Cast. You know, um, Cowboy, rest in peace to Cowboy. I can go back. I just don't want to. I don't know how far you want me to go back. <laughs> Disco Twins. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. uh, anybody born after '99 probably wouldn't probably wouldn't pick up on none of them yeah. names. But me myself, you, you know, know what I'm saying? I'm already hip. Mm-hmm. You know, I That's used right. to uh, on, I used to listen to Curtis Blow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Back when I was a kid. So where, where you from? I'm oh, from the DMV. Oh, you from the DMV? I love it. That's right, Go Go Town. That's right, yeah. Chucky Brown. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love sure. the DMV. Yeah, I love the DMV. That's now the DMV is where the majority of our culture is. You know, DMV is like that. That area, DMV plus at Baltimore and Delaware, it's like that's where the the, the migrate. The, you know, people go to migrate. People from New York, they New Yorkers always move to DC, Virginia, Maryland. It yeah. feels like home. Mm-hmm. South, different story. <laughs> hey boy, hey boy. <laughs> 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 you know, what you doing? You're fixing to get a whipping? That's the style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely different once you cross that Mason Dixon line. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh yeah. They like, we got that cotton field over there for your boy. Yeah, I go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, let me ask you this. Uh so I, I know you noticed, like I noticed the change when it comes to I don't want to say the quality of music, but the type of music over the, you know, the past 10 years and everything like that. Like, so what is your goal outside of, you know what I'm saying? Bringing that quality, like, are you trying to create a new sound or are you just trying to um, make your sound louder so enough people can hear it and be an influencer when it comes to uh, being in the game? Well, I'm trying to create a new sound and also bring a new feel into the game. You know, we need to, we need we need to hear something new. Like we need to hear something that's not like this. Something that's more a little faster. You know, speed it up a little bit. Everything's too slow right now. Mm-hmm. I want to take it back to when you go to a club, you actually partying, dancing, and sweating. You know, I want to bring that good feeling back. And the quality sound of music is to me of this era is real lazy real lazy um i don't really see much originality i just see they putting the bass line with a bass drum and a hi-hat and a kicker they call it a record and um i want to bring back i want to make you i want to make them work i want you to work i'm gonna make your ass work hmm. like i'm trying to be i want i want to make records like when he made georgia georgia <laughs> that was a record 
You know what I'm saying? Ray Charles made record. James Brown made record with the horns, the saxophone. That was record. We sampled those records. So I want to bring that feel of, I'm going to go to an old school drink, the Lakeside Brothers or the or Stylistics and, 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 and sample that and then add to that to bring back the history that we still, the, the history that hip hop came from was Pig Meat Martin was the first guy to rap. Pig Meat Martin. Where come the judge? Here come the judge. That was the first rapper. And, and you know what I'm saying? The rapper gospel group. So I want to bring that back. But I want to I want to bring it back to where the youth understands. This is where you got your shit from. And I want you to accept it. So the way you got to do that is to just, just change the whole sound barrier. I got a go-go record, too. I got oh, a yeah? dope, dope, yeah. When you uh, when you hear this joint, you're going to be like, oh, ring bugging, yeah. Because they forgot that go-go is a major part of hip-hop. Come on, man. That was swinging. We're missing that. Who'd you, uh, who'd you collab with on that project? Um, on, on the Google project? Yeah. DJ Bronson. I'm trying to get um, um, DJ Cool on there. I want to get the Garage Band on there because the Garage Band is dope. I want to get um, Chucky Brown's daughter on there because she's dope. Big up, the rest of me is Chucky Brown. That's one of my idols. For sure. For and sure. I want to just run through the Go-Go's, get a bunch of Go-Go bands, like at least six to seven, eight, nine Go-Go bands and I want them all to play at one time. And that's going to be the track. Hmm. EU. I'm going to find EU and get him. Because I know EU. He's mad cool. But picture this. Picture if you had seven to eight go-go bands lined up. Each band got their own set. But they all playing together. That's me, man. That's me. The world ain't ready for that. That's what I'm saying. The world ain't ready for that type of stuff. We need it. We need it right now. Man. We don't even have we don't even have singers no more. It's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, entertainers. The way the way I the way I, I look at it when it comes to like rap, right? There's entertainers, mm-hmm. there's rappers, mm-hmm. then there's lyricists, mm-hmm. and that ratio is way off. Like when I tell you, it's like it's like seventy five percent entertainers. You know what I'm saying? Fifteen percent rappers, mm-hmm. and then there's that ten percent that's lyricists. You know what I'm saying? I think I think I think it's two percent lyricists. I don't see no lyricists out there. None. I mean, I might only lyricist. Only person I see is a lyricist is Kendrick. You said Ke- Kendrick. Kendrick? Yeah, Kendrick and Wale. Wale is a lyricist because Wale he's still spitting. I mean, I not, think not Rick, J Cole. Yeah, yeah, oh, I forgot about my boy. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, Cole is definitely, you know, Cole is underrated, man. He's too much of a lyricist. That's the problem. Like, he's one of dudes that belong in Lyrics Lounge and Den, Magic City. Remember Magic City in DC? Yeah. He's going to Magic, you know what I'm saying? He's going to Magic City, and but the stage was like this small, and he was totally like, lean down. <laughs> you know, I know. Come on, man. You know, yeah, I think it's like 2% lyricist, man, because I mean, I mean, because, yeah. I mean, you know, when I think of lyricists, right, I think about Andre 3000. I think yeah. about Don Tripp. I think about Jadakiss. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. I think about fabulous. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the people who who sits in a majority of true hip hop fans top ten. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then there's the the other. You know what I'm saying? The, the younger generation where they strictly make uh, drill, same tempo. Uh, what everybody calls mumble rap music. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, there's some good entertainers out there. Don't get me wrong. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They they make those catchy bops, mm -hmm. but they not MCs. You know what I'm I saying? Don't. It's red. Nope. You can you can re you can recite like a dumb statement about hitting a girl from the back, but are you going to repeat every single lyric in this person's rhyme? I'm talking about singing word for word to the point where he can stop rhyming when he's on stage and put the mic in the crowd? No, you're not. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a Jay Z and and a Biggie. Biggie was a Biggie was a crazy lyricist. You know, and, and um, I feel like this era just need to step it up. You know, they be they being lazy. A lot of these dudes they 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 they, they drink syrup, they get high, and they go in and they freestyle their records. And the record labels is just so not in tune with the culture. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is like this is a hit. You know what I mean? The record label is just so not in tune. So they go in there and they're like, where's it gonna be? Where's it gonna be? Huh, 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 huh. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's a hit, buddy. We got, see what I'm saying? That's a hit to them. And that's like, come on, man. That's lazy as hell. Like, damn, man, you ain't, I didn't, I didn't get nothing from that. But just to be, I want to hear you say a metaphor and a punchline. I love punchline and metaphor raps, like, like Method Man and Wu Tang and, you know, um, Jay Z and like Jazz O was dope too. Jazz O was dope. Camp Low. I miss them dudes, man. It's like it's like Fat Joe and Terror Squad and Fifty. It's like once the younger generation came out with the mumble thing and just saying nothing in their rhymes. I don't know why the OGs just sat down. It's like or the or the, or the labels just pushed the OGs out the way and said. We can control these guys because they're young and no disrespect, but they're young and they're ignorant. And their attention span is this short. Hmm. You say, turn the door. Okay, knock the door. So I told them, you knock the door. Oh, we'll do what? It's like they, they, they don't think, it's like they listen to a record. If the record ain't catchy in the first two bars, they're going to turn to the next record. If they don't understand what you're saying, they're going to turn to the next record. They, it got to be so simple and so plain and so plain and so just. ABC ish and cat in that Matt Cat in the House rap to make them stay there and listen to them. You know, Tom and Jerry rap. They, you put on a Jay Z record for these young dudes, they're going to say, what, is this, what that mean? <laughs> you know, so that's where hip hop became. That's where hip hop is heading. You ever seen that movie, Idiocity? Yeah, yeah. That, that's hip hop. <laughs> when they saw the water the, of the grass with the um, Gatorade, that's hip hop. Hip hop is that movie. It awesome. Turned into that. You so gotta remember, this is the over the last twenty-five years, this is the the generations of babies who's been raised, raising babies, you know what I'm saying? Yep. They 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 leave their kids um you know, with their like little sisters, little brothers to watch them while they go out and party and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You yep. know what I'm saying? And then those kids end up becoming parents even younger than that like you know mm -hmm. when you when you a grandmother and you like in your 30s or like early 30s or late 30s early 40s that's that's not that's not good mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but 
I mean, it is what it is. You can't change the past. The only thing you can do is, you know what I'm saying, make uh, strides to do better in the future, you know? But, you know, you mentioned lines earlier, man. You uh, you told me that you was in some films, some independent films. Yeah. I was in a film called Day and Night Part 1 and Day and Night Part 2. It was about two friends who, you know, they was, you know, hustling together and one friend got greedy and the other friend got mad. So he started working with the police to, to knock his friend, to get his friend out of there so he could have the spot. And then, you know, at, at the end of the movie, somebody got shot and left him for dead, but he didn't die. So the part two came and then and it was, you know, we re reenactment of part one. I was in a movie called The Boss. It's about an undercover cop that went to the hood as a, a regular drug dealing guy. And he just got to the hood and started loving it and just forgot that he was a cop. So they're going against the police, you know. And um, I was in a one more movie. It was a horror movie called The Door. I was in it a little bit about a demon that came from the ground, and you know, B-roll movie. So my and my acting thing is crazy. I'm actually going to be in. I'm in the Blade, the new Blade movie. It's the new Blade movie coming out. Yeah, Blade, I'm in that movie. I'm in the beginning of that movie. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna check my, you out. Yeah, I'm in there, and I'm also in the movie. It's called New Jack City. Remember that movie? They got part two coming out. Oh, for real? We filming that in New York, D.C., uh-huh. and um, Atlanta, and L.A., yeah. I, got, I, got, I just got a role in there. You know, Nino Brown. Nino Brown had a love child. Remember when Nino Brown was fucking um, uh, um, G-Money Chick? Yeah. She got pregnant, but they never mentioned that. So they, they wrote that in there, like, you know, some, similar to that or whatever. I don't, I don't know the full story, but it's similar to that. So it's going to be like the new Jack City, the, the new the new coming. Okay, so um, what were some of the things you liked about being on the film set opposed to being in the studio? Woo! The film set, you could you could just be yourself and it's like you're you're hanging out. Me and you hanging out and we just you know become somebody else. You okay. get a chance to just ex- ex- escape and explore different channels of being a character. Like they might want me to be uh, a nerd, and I gotta act like a nerd. And you go, you know, just acting, you're running, just like you're exercising while you're working. You're running, you're jumping, you fall on the ground. You know, um, you get to meet people, and the studio is like you gotta say the right words to rhyme, and you gotta write the song. And it's like, oh God, take it to write the song. You gotta spit it, learn it. But in acting, it's like that's it. Once you finish that, once you do that take, it's over. You can't read. That's it. No. Nah. You gotta go back to it and. And you get to travel and see different places, and 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 it's just me being me being other people outside of who I am. That's the fun part, the challenge of being being that character. But see, one thing about it, you can't get stuck in that character because you could I could be they like yo act like you gonna be the gangster. So I'm like yo nigga, what the fuck nigga, what's up nigga? So then when when the movie's over, I'm in the street like that, but I'm never like that. I know some actors that tragically was like that and took it too too far and that could that could you know land you in jail get you shot and beat up or something but you know when you become a character it's hard to tap out of it when you like it you know so that is fun yeah okay that uh that's interesting uh i know a lot of people talk about 
being able to get outside of your own head and uh, mm-hmm. leave the worries of your life behind and become this person that you, you know, you read for. So what was something you learned that you didn't know about uh, being on the film set or, you know what I'm saying, becoming an actor? I learned that, I learned that you got to have deep focus and you got to really be, you got to go inside of you and get that person that's in you out. Cause you really got two people in you. They always say your soul come, your soul come and double. And when you want to set, you really have to become family with these people. You know, it's nine, ten months on the movie set. You got to become their family, and then you strategically have to have to do your part exactly how it's in your head. So in my head, I'm loud, I'm screaming, and I'm obnoxious. That's how I gotta be all day till the movie's over. I gotta become that person all day. Mm-hmm. And I learned that if you don't tap out of it, that's how you're gonna be for the rest of your life. Because somebody, you know, if you look at let's that's, that's for one instance, um, what actor? There was an actor in I think the Fast and Furious. They said he was a nice, cool guy. I think it was Van Diesel, nice, cool guy. And he turned into that kind of Van Diesel guy that we love in Fast and Furious. And after all, after, after him doing all of them series, he's like that now. He can't get out of that character. He's stuck. You see, oh. so you, yeah, you can get stuck. Like even even you know, everybody kept saying my homie Pop was stuck in Bishop character. Have you heard that before? Yeah, Pop was stuck as Bishop, but I knew Pop. He was like that. He was like that, but he was like a military black leader, president type of person. Yeah. He was, I knew Pop back in 1989 when he used to be in Harlem. I used to run around, see him and shit, talk. He was always the person that was on the podium like, we got to go do this and we got to fight. We got to do this. That's what he was like. But as the character came, it made him seem, when they saw him on the film, it made him seem like he was a gangster. And then when he was in the streets and when he really was acting like a gangster, they felt like, oh, he's still like Bishop. No, he was like that all that time. You know, so I'm trying to clarify for my boy. I love pop, and I got like that one time. I was in a movie, um, day and night. I'm gonna send it to you. And as I was acting like that character, I caught myself in the streets acting like that character. So, mm. what the fuck happened? It said, "Snap your fingers, close your eyes, snap your fingers three times, and you break out of it." I didn't do that, and it's the truth. You know, sometimes you could be like that. And my, and my, you know, my, my lady, she always says, you know, um, you got multiple people in your body. You got multiple person. And my mother was a Gemini, so I got the traits. And my father was a Libra, so it's like five or six people that's in me. She's like, who are you today? Who are you today? And I'm thinking, why the hell do you keep telling me that? But I don't see what she see. And that's, that's, that, that, that's a part of acting. And that's what I learned on the set, how to transform fans into whatever they tell me to be. I do it like that immediately. Yeah. Uh, method acting, when it comes to becoming that person and, and staying in that character for, you know, outside of being on the set, that's what uh, they said uh, Heath Ledger uh, was doing when he became that person to, to the extent yeah. that he started, you know, living that life every day. You know, no. so yeah, it's 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 important to know the difference, and I believe, like you said, learn how to snap out of it because 
you know, that's dangerous and it could put you in all types of crazy situations that, you know, could jeopardize your way of living or just your, your life period. But me personally, I, I think that Vin Diesel, he's just like that period, you know, Thank like, you. you know, he's not, he's not a different character in every movie. He's just himself reading these lines. Like, <laughs> you know, you remember, that, you remember Vin Diesel used to be a, he used to be a bouncer at the tunnel nightclub in New York. Nah, I didn't you know that. Yeah, he was a bouncer at the Tunnel nightclub. I used to go to the Tunnel a whole lot, and Diesel was a bouncer. And he used to always be like, I'll be an actor. And I believed him. And I used to go to the Tunnel a lot. And I used to always see him. He used to pat me down. He was, he, he's short. He's a short guy, like like five five or some shit. He's a real short guy. But, yeah. So, you're, you're, you're right. He was like that. He was. Yeah, he. Uh, I seen a video of him from, like, 88, um, hmm. breakdancing with some group on um like soul train or something oh i gotta see that yeah it was like they was in the red and white tracksuits he had he had he had uh he had like a curly fade and everything <coughs> red and white tracksuit yeah red diesel yeah if i find that video i'm gonna send it to you oh please do i just gonna look at it. i ain't gonna i ain't gonna post the ben diesel i just gonna look at it brother yeah yeah, yeah, man. Uh, when I when I think about stuff like that, it always reminds me of like, you know, uh, people who I ain't gonna say people who who've been forgotten, but a lot of one hit wonders, or mm-hmm. you know, people who, who was basically outshined by the next person or written out because they had a difference in opinion when it came to you know working with certain labels or certain in certain industries. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, like Terrence Howard, right? Yeah, Terrence Howard had a great career. Like a lot of people forget he was in Sunset Park. Um, He was in, um, what was, uh, it wasn't Dead Presidents. He was in a bunch of movies early. Before that, yeah. So he was, he was, he was roadie in the first Iron Man. And he was making more money than Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that. And then, when he said, you know what I'm saying, when they went to resign for the next one, he was like, yeah, man, you got to pay me a little bit more. They was like, oh, yeah, we'll see about that. Now, look, mm-hmm. Don Cheadle then went behind him and did mm-hmm. seven movies after that, probably uh, quadrupling uh, what Terrence Howell made on the first one per mm-hmm. movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a good actor, too. Cheetah, he's a great actor. Yeah. I want. I want to see. I want to see him in a, in a in a lead main role. I think he deserves a lead Denzel role. He he got a couple of movies like that. He uh, do. Yeah, I think he's in a movie called Erased. Uh, he was in Hotel Rwanda. He led a bunch of TV show uh, as the lead, but I can't think of uh, another one outside of that where he was the lead in the Broken movie. Spider. Like he was a good co-star. Um, like he 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 steals the show like Samuel Jackson does. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Samuel was dope. He dope. Yeah. You know who else is under? Um, you know who else is under? Um, underjudged. Think. Born a guy, comedian Mike Epps. Mike Epps is funny. He's funny. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, he from uh he from Indiana. A lot of people uh didn't know that. A lot of people didn't know that he actually did stand up before Next mm-hmm. Friday came out. Cause I, yeah. I was unaware until probably like two years after that movie came out. 
because I remember they was doing like I seen like in a magazine or something. I don't know if it was GQ or what, but they had like a little interview and he was like saying, you know, I'm tired of people calling me Daddy. My name Mike Epps. I didn't even know his name was Mike Epps until I seen that article. I was like, oh, okay, so that's the guy. You know what I'm saying? That replaced Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real because he came out of nowhere. Like Cat Williams too. Cat Williams came out of nowhere, but he's been here. Cat been here, but. The big break. You know what else, too? Duvall. Lil Duvall been around. Mm-hmm. He just didn't get a big break yet. He been around for a minute. And like Lil John, I ain't even know Lil John produced all of the hits from the 80s. That's some, that was some, that was some smack. You said from the 80s? Yeah, he produced the uh, music to Family Feud. Yeah. I didn't know that. Me, I, I was watching him on the verses and he was like playing. I was, oh, he produced... He produced a lot of records from the 80s, like like from 80, 85 and up. Little John produced Informer, the joint with Snow Informer. Yeah. That, that, man go, that man is a dinosaur. He go back. He a dinosaur in the, in the game. Man, him, him, Timberland, mm-hmm. uh, Manny Fresh, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's my man name? Swiss Beats. Animals and, and T Pain too. I can't he sleep on T Pain when it comes to uh producing and making you know what I'm saying, making a hit. Like, don't get me wrong, Diddy is top tier, but he fucks people over. That's the that's the only yeah. thing I don't like about him. You forgetting about DJ Premier, you know what I mean? Them dudes like that, and I and, and um, I, I know one of my favorites is more um, easy mode B. He did flavor in the air, he dope. You know, you got producers like that that like that guy that killed the nineties, like, you know, Battle Cat when he did Ice Cube album and um uh Live Squad, they did Tupac's first album and Ice Cube joint. Them producers was was the flavor unit. Remember the flavor unit? Yeah. They was dope. I think it's Mark Mark 45, the 45 Kings. They produced a lot of Latifa stuff and and Naughty. I like to have production like that, but I know it ain't gonna work in this era. That's why when I did my video and my song "The You," the "You" is like to me a real party hip hop joint where it could, it, it, with the right, with the right marketing and, and promotion behind the record that we're doing now, it'll go national like hip hop parade. Oh, you can hear that joint forever. Mm-hmm. And that's how my record to you is. It's a party right now. Sit back, you want to say right now, we feel good. It's like, oh, you can put that joint every year and it's at a block party every year, all year round. And that's what I was trying to aim for to help the youth. I want to help the young dudes be able to make records that you can hear timelessly, like the show and Bridges Over and stuff like that. Summertime. You know, I, yeah, summertime. I rule the world. Basketball, nothing like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some of these records that's out right now, 10 years from now, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna want to hear them records. We ain't gonna worry about those records. You don't hear you don't hear Panda no more. You don't hear Ooh no more. You don't hear a lot of records that came out 10 years ago no more. Unless you catch them on a a a a, a, a holiday show like New Year's Eve, they play everything. Uh so when someone gets on that beat and they remix it, or like let somebody somebody make a diss track off that beat, you'll hear that more than the original song. Right. That's right. Because you know why? 
is controversy and it's causing confusion. And, confu- and confusion and controversy does one thing, write checks. <laughs> That's all it does. When you got controversy and confusion, you got multiple eyes watching. Now the ratings go up. Now the ratings are sky high. So now the networks are getting paid because these two guys are feuding off of this dope track that this was that 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 guy track. You just, you just you just tapped into something real quick, like you know the controversy is a big thing in, in in any industry. You know you got rappers that's coming out selling millions of records, and the second album don't sell number fifty thousand copies. Why is that? Because you have to be embarrassed. We gave you that. We gave you that big start. Now you gotta take this fall because when you take this fall, light bulb gonna come out. Light bulb is next. So you gotta fall so light bulb can shine. And then when you light bulb shine, we're gonna put you on light bulb remix and we're gonna give you a comeback. Because anybody that falls, when you make a strong comeback, and like, oh, he came back. Hey. Like when your favorite football team lost, you're like, motherfucker, did it, did it. <laughs> right? And then when they all of a sudden they win, you're like, yeah, we won that dog. That's how it is. Same way, man. And that's all I'm doing. I had a lot of, I had a lot of, like, I love talking to the audience for real. I had a lot, I had a couple of flop albums because the, some of the team didn't know how to market it. The promotion was whack. Um, they were just happy to put an album out. They were thinking about promotion, the market, and strategizing and finding where, where the target basis is that stats, all that. Everything, it's, it's like, 99.9% business with me because you got to go through every stage. Algorithm got to be on point. The algorithm is how they define you, you know? But people that don't know that are going to just put the record, put it out and say, oh, yeah, we're going to blow the bottle. No, it's never going to go nowhere if you don't get behind it and do that state-to-state tour, that radio tour first, then go backwards, show tour. Then meet and greet, go to these malls and hang out with the people. Yo, let me hang out with you today. Yeah, it's okay, David. Yeah, what's up? Man? How you doing? Yo, let's eat some pizza together. How you doing, man? How you going to school? Man, they love me. Oh, you okay with the mall? Oh, that's my man. You got to make friends in order for you to be a star. Simple as that. When the only way the world going to love you is that if you show the world you love them and you be amongst them and you be a part of their life because you see these some of these stars kind of autograph, oh get away from me, get away from me. You're like, damn, I was you hurt now. Fuck you, nigga. But you begin to hey, autograph, come get a picture, man. Come on, come on here, little nigga. Come on, come on. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they have me. They put me the head like he went like this to my head. Oh my god, yeah. They going back to their whole town now. Yo, King Davis had me the head like man, he did like this, man. Yo, he mad cool. Now that everybody like, yo, that nigga cool. Fuck with him. He was with J Mo. Yo, he was. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what the youth need to hear this podcast and learn. If they be more friendly with their audience, they'll last longer. Gotta be friendly. Gotta stop disrespecting people, man. You know, you you touched on a sensitive subject when it comes to, you know, building up your fan base and getting out there and shaking hands with the people and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, getting it out the mud. I think that it's important that people know those key principles, but like a person for like you, that's, that's in the game right now. And you have to enter, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, integrate yourself into this new system. You got to learn how to combine your mentality with the new hustle. 
And when, once you, you know what I'm saying, you make that fusion, you know what I'm saying, you can have the best of both worlds because you already got the uh, the background, you got the ethics instilled in you. You know, now you just gotta, you gotta uh, get a refresher course on everything that's out new and the way they carry it and then mm -hmm. figure out how to make it work for you. Don't just follow that's someone right. else's format. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's always mm -hmm. key. And another beautiful thing that I love about podcasts and um, certain shows when they uh, when they take somebody who, who's been in the game for a lot amount of time, like uh, like Scarface's recent uh, interview on the Drink Chaps, when he was giving background on the Ghetto Boys and everything like that, like when people like him and T-Pain talk about the real uh, details when it comes to being in the game and give people, you know what I'm saying, the real about what it takes to be this person or to reach this certain amount of fame and what comes with it, all that stuff is crucial. You know what I'm saying? That's what the kids should be paying attention to instead of just watching this person's music video or this little viral video or somebody doing some dumb stuff like fighting or disrespecting a girl or something like that. You know what I mean? Like That's what's key when it comes to entertaining and making change. That's true. And, you know, that's something that they got to be taught and they got to be taught with a quality teacher. Like, I'm not going, I'm not going to try to go out there and be like, you got to do this. Because, you know, the more you tell them you got it, they're going to rebel. It's like a little child. You say, stop touching my life. They're going to keep touching and touching and touching. So the way I'm doing it is I make records like, I make records like them so they could be pleased. Like, oh, yeah, you got it, you got Then I make records like I want to make them which is not old school, it's not new school, it's just hip hop. You know, I don't, I don't categorize, I don't put my records in categories. I just say, yo, this is just, this is just music. It ain't old school, new school, it ain't trap drill, it's just music. That way I'm not putting no time stamp on it because you could be able to play it whenever you want to play it. You know, and I think that if the youth just step back and study the old school, like I'm studying this class of rappers now. I'm studying everything. I'm I'm studying the 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 streaming of the Spotify. I'm studying how the rappers do their um Instagrams. And I had an Instagram page that had like twenty thousand followers, and, and my shit was popping. And I and they got hacked, so I had to start all over again. So maybe God wanted me to get hacked and start over again to see how strong and see how much I know. Everything happened for a reason. I believe that the Lord does things for a reason. Like he, he, he put you in my life today for a reason. We was meant to have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Because now when people hear this, they're going to say, well, damn, they was talking like they was on the block. Like we was <laughs> talking. So he's got headphones on in the mic and I'm still in the car. Like, yeah, you know, we kicking it. And I want to learn, like you said, I got to refresh myself because I'm actually introduced to a new generation a new system of how hip-hop is being made mm -hmm. and i have to go back to school i'm a i'm a student all over again you know i mean i don't care how long i've been in the game now i'm a student again so i'm gonna sit back in class and be in class as long as i can and learn everything i know once i know everything pop, the hits start going out you know but you was right I'm definitely back in class. I'm learning from these young dudes. I learned, I know people don't like 6 9 I know they don't, but I learned from him. The way he did his thing was clever. And I'm not on his side. I'm not friends with him. I don't know him. Understand that people got to stop. Like, one thing I want to say is, like, when people hear this, they're going to say, oh, he likes it. Nah, he fuck him. 
I'm not saying I like the dude. If the dude is a human being, I'm talking about what he did to blow. His all his his strategy. You know, he played around with the trolling thing. He stayed, kept himself on YouTube, so you had to see him all the time. So that that was one way of making them recognize quick and staying recognized. You know. So when they recognize him on YouTube for trolling and starting beef with these guys that people were scared of, oh my God, he's on the beef with this guy? Six nine on the beef with a bear. A big white bear. He's fighting them. <laughs> now you're like, oh, six times playing the bear. Now you're going to want to go listen to his music to see what he's saying about the bear. Now you're going to watch his video to see if he made any mockeries of the bear. So that's how he strategized and that's how he blew up real fast. But see, everything you do comes out. Everything you do in the dark comes out in the light. Now where he at? Nowhere to be found. Nobody really check up on him. He might he got he got his fan base because his fan base is gonna be his fan base. You know, like your fan base is your fan base. You're not gonna never leave him. But where is he at in the media? Where is he at with the with the public? Forgotten. Designer, forgotten. Young and made. Forgotten, not forgotten to the hip hop industry because we love we love them. I'm talking about to the general media, the press. They're not writing about them no more like that because they didn't. They they just whatever whatever how they did it in the dark just came out of the light. The next person came through and took their spot. I don't have a spot yet because I'm still I'm still new to this era. So when my record takes off and blows up. What I'll do is let it rock. Put the next one out. Make sure it's better than that one. Let it rock. Then I go to my movie game. I stay on film. The record's going to be it. So now, you, now you, you're not hearing me and seeing me on record, but you're seeing me on film. You're like, this now. Okay, there you go. Then when the, when the film gets dry, I go back to make the record. Oh, there you go. Then I might put a one. I might put some champagne out. I might get an eyelash line. Then you want to wear my leg with the K eyelash line. I'm a, you know, you gotta keep doing something to keep yourself actively seen. That's how you rest the longevity. And that's what most artists don't have. They make a lot of money now. They're gonna sit back at the crib and smoke and oh, I'm famous, I'm good. Come on next year and come out. When money dry up, they come out with a record and flop and they mad. Fuck oh, you, made my record flop. Nah, you stupid movies out of you out the spotlight too long. Hmm. You know, you cut the lights off for like 20 seconds. Cut back on you like this. Oh shit, what's up? You was away from the light too long. And that's what I'm trying to teach these young dudes. You can't, you gotta keep yourself in the media. But don't overdo it. Just keep it enough so they can say, oh yeah, what's up? There you go. You know? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh if you could work with uh one artist that's in the game, who would that be? And also if you could be in a movie with a, a actor that you admire, who would that be as well? One artist in the game. Damn. Our little baby. Little baby. And I would love to be in like a Godzilla movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it somebody that was in the last movie that made you want to be in it? Mm. No, it's just Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, love, I love, I love, I love how he look and how he sound, and he walk real slow. He like, ah, ah, ah. you know what I'm saying? It's like it's cool, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's cool. So I think Godzilla is Godzilla is the move, and little baby, that dude right there, it just he just he swagged up. He reminded me of my son. Like they got the same personality kind of swag, and and it's just something about him that's special, man. I think that he's just so different, and he he's cool. He's cool. He look like a cool dude, and he just I like his music, man. I like how he sounds. You know, and I work with him. He's definitely unique. He's uh, one of the new artists that I actually had to sit down and listen before I made an assessment because I just kept hearing little or the word baby over and over again. So I had to I had to find a particular track and isolate it and listen to it and be like, okay, now I can go and look for his mixtape or look for his album and get a feel for his music so I can know, you know what I'm saying, what I think about, you know, his penmanship. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of artists out there that get misconstrued and thrown into a, a category. And instead of, like I say, instead of people making their own decisions or doing their own research, they just throw people all in this one little group instead of looking at them as individuals. You know what I'm saying? So it's always good to do your own research and form your own opinion from actually looking them up and and checking them out instead of just going on what the TMZ says or Vlad TV says or, you know what I'm saying, uh, the Shade Room or whatever, you know, or World Star Hip Hop, places like that. Right. I did a record, right? And it's called Grandfather's Day. And his future in my grandfather, his name was Hammurabi Bay, he's a Moor, the Mormon. And and my pops is a Moor. And I put him on, he's 81 years old, and I put him on the beginning of the record, right? He's talking. And um, an artist out of the Bay Area called Miss Mama, Miss Mammy J. And the record was basically about why don't they give grandfathers a holiday? Grandfather's Day. They got Father's Day and Mother's Day, but what about the grandfathers, because if it wasn't for the grandfathers, we wouldn't exist. People don't understand that the grandfathers would made the family because the grand the grandfathers from the caveman era. We talking about ADBC that, that era. We had to inject the woman to put the plant, put the seed in there to have the child. So I think grandfathers deserve their own holiday, and I put the record out. And I didn't really push it yet. It's out there. It's online. Listen to it. And I was just giving it some time, you know, because that's a special record. And I feel like I'm going to fight hard to make a holler before I pass on into another life and back to my, my essence. I'm, I'm going to make grandfathers the holiday for all the grandfathers because they deserve it. You know, they deserve it. And I like stuff like that. I made a record called Countries. I was talking about everything that happened in different countries. People didn't catch wind to it. When you listen, I'm going to say to you. You're going to say, damn. It's just sometimes you can get too deep for people. Or they don't want to hear it because it's so much the truth. Why are you telling them about that? We want you to lie. Lie, lie, lie. See what I'm saying? They want me to talk about having a, a Bentley, a Bugatti, and a million dollars and a shoddy, and I got a chain on my neck. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a block of respect. I got the bitch sheer bet. You know what I'm saying? Get down, <laughs> give me that. They want to hear that. They want to hear that. That's hot to them. Oh, yeah. Run a Bugatti for the night. Run a Bentley for the night. Put them in a video. I, I don't want to be in a video with a Bentley and Bugatti. I don't want to be in a video in the mansion because it's not mine. And if I start, I know, I know it's entertaining, but I feel like when you start doing shit like that, you start 
you know, people start thinking you got them things. And then when you out on the street, oh, my God, he fucked up. He's smoking. Like, he ain't even got a car. You see what I'm saying? But you never had that from the beginning. So I, I, the reason why my record label be, uh, be mad at it because I be trying to keep my music as true and real as possible. Videos or I mean, I come from the Tupac era, man. There was nothing fake about him. He kept it real, straight up. How he went, he was rich, and he showed up being rich. And he was broke. Keep your head up. See what I'm saying? You fucked up. Keep your head up. Brenda's got a baby. All, all kinds of everything he said was real. It was so real that it's like, damn. We could listen. He's the news. We ain't got. We got to watch Channel Seven. He's the news. So I want to be ghetto news. I want to be hip hop news. I want to be a street preacher, which I'm going to preach to my youth, and that's what I'm doing now. I preach on records, but people don't catch it yet. I'm preaching to you. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen to you if you go through this. So if you if you if you want to get shot for for if you want to get shot a couple of times to get stabbed, and okay, after you get shot, stabbed, you have to call the police to go to the hospital. So it's like I'm 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 not telling them not to do it. I'm saying if you do it, this is what you got to do after the repercussions happen to you. I'm warning you. I'm preaching to you. Why would you want to kill your, your brother when we can fight against the enemy? And we all stay at that, that 100 man march. My man, my man, look up to Sajid Muhammad, man. He lived in DC. My man, he, he's a Muslim. And the million man march, they came together, right? Mm-hmm. It's happened, I think, three times in life. It happened in Harlem with the um, Funk Fest. It was like, 300,000 people in um, Mount Morris Park. Then it happened back when Martin Luther King did it. Then it happened again when they did the Million Man March. When is it going to happen again? Why it can't happen every day? Why we can't just run with each other every day? That's what the mentality of, of people's minds is not where it needs to be. If we had, like where you live at, if your whole neighborhood was together, then ain't nobody going to be hungry because you gonna have a plate from yo, Reem, yo, you hungry, Reem? Oh, come on, come on, get this plate by the door. You see what I'm saying? Now I ain't gotta go wrong nobody to eat because you fed me already. Well, my sneakers is fucked up. You gotta open your got these old what size you wear? You just like 10, 11, 11, I got you. But they, they forgot about the old school where if you twisted, your man got you. If you hungry or you mean you tired, you go sleep in auntie crib. She's a real auntie. Everybody in the block is auntie. Auntie, auntie. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, auntie. You know what I mean? Like I know, I know some junkies, like crackheads in the neighborhood that can make the best steak in the world. <laughs> like, the best, like you know, you go to, you know how I, I used to hustle and mm. we used to hustle inside, you know, spots and we would buy food and they would hook that shit up to the max. Like you belong in the kitchen, not smoking. So if I could teach the youth, you gotta be where you belong. That's gonna make you what you are. Man, say that louder for the people in the back, man. I think that getting back to us taking care of each other, us looking out for each other, you know what I'm saying, Uh, it's something that we really need. It's going to be hard, you know, maybe the youth could hear this message and maybe they could, you know what I'm saying, start putting that in action and transform the nation as a whole. But, you know, like, like with anything else, it's going to take time and it's going to take change. It's going to take patience, too, at the same time. We don't want to wait too long, but it's not going to happen in our generation, but maybe the next one. We hope that that will happen next, man. And, um, you know, I really think that, uh, man, this conversation was so dope. Uh, 
but we got to do this again, man, for sure. Because man, I, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling everything that was said, and I'm pretty sure uh, anyone who's not currently watching, when they do listen, they're gonna feel the same way. So I'm looking forward to the uh, the comments. You know, what I'm saying once this drops. Yeah, you know something. I thank you for having me on the show, man. And you know, I'm gonna say this from the heart. You're gonna have some comments that they don't they don't want they're not gonna want to hear what I gotta say. Mm-hmm. I, I accept all comments because that's your feelings and I can't tell you how to feel. But understand this, one day when I'm when I what I'm saying to you right now, you're gonna see it actually unfold in your eyes. I'm not against the people, I'm trying to help the people, you know. This three strike rule, this this uh shooting black people rule. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't gonna stop. They had a knee on. They had a knee on George Neck after after George passed on. Uh, they they killed the girl. They went out the house and killed the girl. They killed the little boy. Only reason why they're doing that because there's no unity between us, so they could do it. Let me say something. If you got four blacks riding the car and the police stop you, they talk to you, they give you a ticket, they might lock you up. You got three blacks in the car. Same thing. You got two blacks in the car. They might beat you up. One black in the car, they're gonna kill you. You see what I'm saying? They're not gonna, they're not gonna touch you when you when you're together. If you're together, nobody gonna get shot. They gotta shoot everybody, and they know that we're gonna carry, we're gonna shoot back. So if we stay together, we'll stop the police from killing us. If we stay together, we'll stop the government from trying to target us. Because they're gonna say I robbed them. How do I rob them when I'm with 10 people? So that means we all rob one guy. You understand? As a unity, we're stronger. If you want to separate yourself from each other, you're weak. Because once you go home and you go, hey, man, I'll peace, y'all, peace. You're gone. You're walking on that block. That cop is like, there you go. That's our, that's our lunch for the night. That's our lunch. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> but when you want that block, he's like this. I don't know, John. We can't go over there, John. I don't know. Something's going to happen. I don't know. They're too deep, John. They're too black. You see what I'm saying? So please, y'all. Try to get together and stay together because that's the way we're going to survive. I might not be here tomorrow. You never know what happened. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So if you hear this message, I want us to have more unity, man. You can talk all your gangster rap. You can be gay as you want to be. You can be whatever. But just stay together with it so we can survive and get through this racism world. White man's chapter of slavery. It's called digital slavery. We're doing digital slavery right now. You think you ain't? You are. You online, you wake up to come on social media because that's what they that's how they got it in your head. You gotta go see what's in that news feed. Digital slavery. And they took Facebook away. They like, yo, what the nigga? Fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going if they took Facebook and Instagram away, what are you gonna do? What are, that's what I ask people all the time. If they took social media clean on out of here. We know what to do because when I ever we ain't have social media, but the youth is gonna go crazy. They're gonna wild out in the street, make more babies, rob more, get high more. See what I'm saying? So if social media is here, use it to your advantage to stay together. You could be together on social media. You know what I mean? You know, keep that, keep that, keep that location on in case something happens so your man can find you faster. Use it. Use the social media situation to your advantage to protect yourself. Hello? Yeah, you there? You heard, you heard me? Yeah, you, you low. You hear me now? 
Yeah, I can hear you, but you still low. They did that. They did that. I, I got cut off, right? Yeah. They did that. Now, now you can't hear me because they heard what I was saying was so powerful that they cut me off. We didn't hear nothing I said, right? <laughs> no, I, I, I caught I caught the uh right before you picked up the phone call. No, nah, I didn't pick up the phone call. That was that was a spam call. Okay. They sent the fake phone call in to block what I was to try to knock me off the line. You see how it worked? I got too deep for them. Now I can barely hear you, but I'm gonna keep going because. You know, I'm gonna use my my senses to, to understand and, and, and what you're saying, but they don't want me talking no more. Nah, I just proved my point. I was I, I was you know, it was coming from the heart. Then the spam call just came in the middle of my in the middle of my, my, my ride. That's how they work. They want to stop whoever's powerful, whoever's trying to connect the people together. They want to take them out of here. Not today, buddy. We got that. We got that audio. It's cool. Uh, like I said, man, I appreciate you for joining me today. This conversation been dope. Uh, I hope that it's coming across clear on your end. Uh, I just want to say, won't you go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and anything you got coming up that you want them to check out? Well, you can find me on Instagram, the real K Davis, the hitman. Send me a request, I'll follow you back. We'll kick it. On Facebook, it's Manson Bates. M-A-N-S-O-N-E-B-A-T-Z. And on Twitter, it's at Bates0123. And my YouTube, brand new YouTube page is K Davis the Hitman. But just hit me up, y'all. My website is www.kdavisthehitman.com. I answer my DMs. I kick it with you. I'm, I'm a friendly person. Hit me up. I bet I'm uh make sure I get those links and I post it when I post the video and everything. But like I said earlier, I appreciate you for joining me today on this uh live installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. That's I Can't with a K Make This Up podcast. You can find me everywhere. Podcasts are available. I'm also on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I should have said this at the beginning of the video, but I'm saying it now. Don't forget hit that. Don't forget to hit that like button, that follow button, that subscribe button. You know what I'm saying? Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. And uh, I appreciate any and all feedback and anybody who was on this live today. You know what I'm saying? So please check out my guest. Support what he got going on. Check out his films as well. And you know what I'm saying? Let him know what you think. And, uh, man, let's work on working together and sticking together. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Oh, show. Till next time, peace. I can't make this up. Being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like her backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad because my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bad. And I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.